This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. What's up? It's episode 146 of Small Talk. Your host, Steve Cerruti and Michelle Smallman are here. And we're going to start out with another programming note. Sorry, no video again on our YouTube channel. Again, again, it is my fault. Again, it is my appearance. Last week, I had dental surgery and my face was swollen. This week, Steve, I'm fresh out of a spray tan booth and I look like I've been dipped in dirt. So I know that that's vain. I know that it's annoying. Again, to our YouTube people, I apologize. But it's tough being a girl, Steve. These are things that you don't have to worry about that I will catch heat for. People will be like, Michelle looks disgusting. What's her problem? And I just don't want to deal with it. No, listen, I that's true. <laughs> and I'm not going to sit here and hold it against you whatsoever. I don't think you look dirty. Um, you definitely look you know, more tan, artificially <laughs> tan. But could I ask you, because Maddie got one of these uh, spray tan before our wedding. I think it was yeah. the first one she's ever gotten. She recently talked about wanting to get another one. She looks, which she looks great at your wedding. Very I'm a little tan. bit. Yeah, she thought she was too dark. I disagreed. On a scale of, you know, albino to Snooki, she was like a five. I don't know. She was in the middle. I thought she was appropriate. Uh, uh, have you ever seen the movie Powder? Nope. Should okay. I have? Google it really quickly. That's the scale from Powder to Snooki. Powder. Mm-hmm. The movie is called Powder. It's okay, called well, Powder. Don't ask me why I've ever seen the movie Powder. But that's the shade. Wait, what am I supposed to be looking up? Just, it's a man. I forget exactly why he's so pale. I don't oh, know. Oh, yes. Okay, here we go. I see it. Yep. So I don't scale remember of the Snooki premise to powder. Of yeah, Snooki, <laughs> yes. powder to She's Snooki. She's about a five. She's about a five. Like yeah. if powder is a one and Snooki's a 10, she was a five. Yeah, she was appropriately tan for the Maybe wedding. Like a 5.7. And, you know, it's just drastic because if you go from powder, which most people kind of are before summer hits, and then you go and get a spray tan, it, it's jarring, right? It's drastic. You just become tan overnight. So I, it kind of looks worse maybe than it is. But I, I got to ask you a question because I've never understood yeah. spray tans ever. Okay. Tell I don't me. get them. So they just spray something on you. You're, you first off, you're standing there buck ass naked in front Correct. of like a what what is like a garden hose? Like what what do they spray on you? <laughs> yeah. I don't even get it. Well, it's not quite a garden hose, but it's a specific gun that sprays a mist on and you. And it's automated. There's no person there. You just step I go a to booth. a person. I go. Oh, so you you're to- naked in front of this person, and they're just spraying you down. Yeah. Basically painting you painting you. So I used to go to the booth, but then I had one too many mishaps where I would have tan hands or tan feet because I didn't apply the barrier cream correctly. Found this great girl who applies the cream for me, sprays me down, gets all in the nooks and crannies. She knows what shade I like. It lasts like 10 minutes. That's it. But girls have to get naked all the time for the doctor, for other things. I feel like girls don't care. I forget. I was just talking about Brazilian waxes with somebody. And that <laughs> whole, no, that? I was talking about it because dudes apparently get them too. Oh yeah. Dudes and definitely get them. I mean, you're just talk about vulnerable. <laughs> I mean, that is, there's no more vulnerable position than you being in whatever position you're doing, getting uh, a Brazilian wax, which just sounds absolutely horrific. Um, the things that people do for beauty and most oftentimes women, and, uh, it's pretty wild, but again, I'm going to continue my questions about the spray tan because I still don't understand what is the substance. So it just sticks to your body. It's not paint. It slowly sort of fades away. Is it sticky? I don't understand what it is and how you just live with this film on your body for however (laughs) long until it wears off. Okay, so the active ingredient in most sunless tanning products is the color additive dihydroxyacetone, DHA. When applied, it reacts with dead cells in the skin surface layer to temporarily darken the skin and simulate a tan. 
So mm. there you go. Because now tanning beds are a thing of the past, right? You're not supposed to do tanning beds. That's not, you know, skin cancer. It, all not that good stuff. for you. Yeah. yeah. Which 20 years ago, like I was in high school, I feel like everyone was going to tanning beds. It was just oh like, Oh my yeah. gosh. Did you know girls that would get the Playboy bunny sticker on their hip? Because that's what we did. We I didn't hang car. out with that crew. No, I, that was not my, <laughs> but I did know we of it and so I'm cool. aware of it. Uh, yeah. And I actually remember I was kicking around doing a tanning booth as a dude. I was like, whatever, why not? Like I'm super pale. I think, I don't know if it was for, before prom or something. And I just ended up yeah. not doing it. But I was all in. Why not? This seems great. Get a tan, hang out. Now, does spray tan help you get actually tan or no? No. So here's why I get a spray tan. A, because if you're tan, you look better, in my opinion. Or at least me. I can only speak for myself. When I'm tan, I look better. And... I have learned how bad sun damage is for you. Don't want to get melanoma. So I wear a heavy duty sunscreen to protect the skin. So I all the time. uh, Well, I wear sunscreen on my face every day, but especially if I'm going to be on the beach or if I'm going outside, certainly put it on my arms and legs and my neck and chest area too. But um, I only wear sunscreen when I go to the beach. That's it. You don't wear sunscreen every day, Steve. You Maybe, be listen, I'm kind of a vampire and I don't go outside a lot. This is how yes. the, the Twilight nickname came to be. Uh, I guess if it's really hot, I know that I'm going to be sitting outside, we're getting lunch outside and it's really hot and Maddie will be like, you should put some sunscreen on. I'll put it on. But I would say 95% of the times that I use sunscreen is at the beach, which is a couple of times a year. That's it. Okay. Well, you should be putting it on every day. Protect your skin from those rays. A little vitamin D is good. We don't want overexposure. That's what we're trying to avoid. But I'm going to the beach this weekend and it just allows me to keep reapplying and not feel the pressure of getting tan if I'm already tan. Okay. Even if it's fake. No, that's fair. But I mean, that's so annoying that you don't even ever have to worry about that, about wearing sunscreen, about being tan. Girls have to worry about so many things, getting your nails done, getting your hair done. Some girls get their lashes done, getting facials, getting a spray tan. Is the outfit okay? Do the shoes match? What about accessories? Did I pack my curling iron? Where's my makeup? Have I packed everything I need in my bag? Do I have band-aids in case I get a blister from these heels? Do I have a cover-up that matches my swimsuit? Do I need to wear a hat? What about a visor? Ponytail holders? I mean, the list goes on. It's unbelievable the things that women have to worry about when getting ready and dudes pop in the shower five minutes later, I brush my hair, I brush my teeth, I've thrown on a black t-shirt, we're good to go. It's very annoying. So to the dudes yes. out there listening, appreciate the women in your life and the effort they put into looking good. I've always said it kind of would suck to be a girl because you just have way more shit to do on a daily basis. And I don't even know if I'd do it. I just started using exfoliating uh, body wash, which has been very nice for me. It's an almond deal. I don't know. I don't even know where we got it. It's actually Maddie's and I just kind of steal it from her. I'm big into exfoliation now, mostly because like, you know, yeah, I just got some bumps on the arm. I don't yeah, know. It's like yeah. weird red bumps that everybody has. I was like, I kind of want to get rid of these. And I was like, Oh, exfoliate your skin more, which I've totally. never really done ever. And I don't put hand moisturizer on. I mean, my hands are disgusting. They're, they're peeling and they're just not, it's not a great scene, but I don't put really moisturizer on my hands. I certainly don't wear sunscreen on a regular basis. I mean, if I'm going away on a trip, it's like toothbrush and that's about it, I would say. And maybe some deodorant. Yeah, deodorant and a toothbrush. Yeah. That's probably about it. The only thing that for me that sucks and I've recently been thinking about getting rid of it again is my hair. I, my hair does take some time to do. It's not easy and I kind of want to buzz it again. And that's really not because of a looks thing. It's more of just, a, I don't want many things to do when I get out of the shower thing. Right. Um, I mean, I, I'm looking at it right now. Sorry, YouTube audience that we're not having the video, but Apologies. the hair looks great. I mean, it's styled yeah, no, right I mean, now. It looks great. It's fine. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, but the, here's the thing is this is where girls, I think have it somewhat easy is that you can just throw your hair up in a bun and it's like, oh, cool. Like that's what you did for your hair that day. And it looks fine. And I miss doing that when I had long hair 
and the middle ground of hair, like where I have it right now, which is probably between, you know, five, six inches long. My hair is long on top. It's actually really annoying because you have to really style it. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of product and maybe some hairspray, depending on what the weather is going to be like that day. So I will say for some dudes, including myself, that's the one thing that's really, really annoying. That is annoying. I also was just reminded of what good friends we are, Steve, that I'm letting you see me no makeup, <laughs> bun up, post spray tan. And not, I know you won't judge me. You saw me last week after my face was busted. And I just feel like this is another level of friendship that I feel comfortable enough to come out of the spray tan booth and let you see me. I don't even think my boyfriend had ever seen me like this before. So there you go. Really? Wow. Okay. I mean, um, maybe. Well- but, you know, I want him to think that this is natural, right? That I just woke up like this. Kiss. No yeah, I woke up like this. Uh, well, I appreciate that. I, I mean, listen, you know, I love you. But you know, <laughs> last week was definitely a bit jarring. You undersold it. So this week, I feel like it's just better. <laughs> so it's, well, it's, not, it's not that I big didn't of a deal. want to be dramatic about it and be like, hey, my face is kind of alarming. I also thought it would go down. I wish we were recording so that I had a gif or something of your face. <laughs> oh, you saw me and I, and like, I tried to play it cool oh. too, because it was, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, it's bad. Your lip is not moving No, at all. But now we're back. No, we're you're fine. Yeah. So now like, that's what I'm saying is now, <laughs> all right. Yeah. You had a spray tan and you know, you, you, you say that you look dirty, which I don't think you do, but well, comparatively from last week, relatively speaking, we're doing well today. We're doing good. We are. We're getting progress here. But Steve, I think tomorrow when I shower all this off, I'm going to look very Italian. Like I spent a weekend in the Amalfi coast and that's a good segue here because I want to say Italy is all the way back. We're back. We are fully back. We proposed the question on this podcast. People are saying Italy is back. Is it back? And here we are. So Steve, as our soccer guy here on small talk, take it away. The floor is yours. So Kevin Clark at the ringer, great guy. We've been talking about this and he has kind of said that Italy's standard is winning titles. So they're not back until they win a title which that's a little ridiculous. Um, Love Kevin. Like I said, the fact that they're back in the title game, the semifinal, honestly, for me, they were back. They missed the world cup. Well, now it'd be three years ago because we 2018. Yeah. So they missed the world cup. It was tragic. I mean, it kind of was, this is a team that is one of the best soccer nations in the entire world. Yeah. They weren't that great. Many years ago, they were kind of going through a transition with some talent. They had a lot of old people still in there that probably should have been um, shown the door years before their coach was about as bad and as dumb as it gets. But their talent, like they shouldn't have lost Sweden and they should have made the World Cup. To come out of that now with a lot of new players, I mean, some new and some old, but a lot of new faces, guys that are really hungry to sort of prove something on a world stage, guys like Chiesa, who scored the goal against Spain, guys like, uh, well, Insigne is not necessarily that young, but he's, he hasn't really necessarily played with for Italy because the old coach didn't really like him. Um, Barella in the midfield. Uh, so some of the fullbacks were young. Donnarumma, who is the new goalkeeper, who's a massive human being and is a genuine world-class player. He's been playing... Well, he played at AC Milan. Now he plays at PSG. He's been playing there since he was 17 years old. He's been playing professional sports since he was 17 years old. It's actually, it's insane. It's, it's, wow. it's wild. So this new version of Italy, I'm saying they're back because they're in the final. That to me is an unbelievable accomplishment because I don't, I don't think talent wise, there are more talented teams in the world. Belgium's more talented. I'd say probably England's more talented who they're going to play in the final. France is more talented. Um, Maybe not many more clubs than that, but they're in that kind of second tier of clubs. So for them to make the final, this has been absolutely amazing. And, you know, they're going to face an England team that won today. We're, we're taping this on a what, what, third Wednesday? When, Wednesday. Yeah, they, yeah. they beat Denmark, which 
was definitely a bummer because Denmark was the team that I had picked before the tournament to make a surprise run. They did. They are a really good club, but they're also the club that lost Christian Eriksen, who was the guy who had the cardiac arrest on the pitch in the first game in the, yeah. and it was the third day of the Euros. So that feels like years ago. So it was a really good story for Denmark to make it this far. And there was an extremely controversial penalty kick that was given to England that had them win 2-1 at extra time. I mean, it was, it was a horrific call in a big game. You should never let the, the referees decide the game like that. And they did. And, you know, the, Mark Clattenburg, who's a, who's a referee on ESPN, said as much. He's like, I, I, in my refereeing career, I tried not to let my decisions as a referee decide the outcomes of such massive games like this. And I think that's, they, they just got it wrong. Now, England were the better team. I don't think you would argue that, but the way it happened, I think has left a lot of a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth. And I think a lot of people are going to be rooting for Italy because of it. And I think Italy is sort of a likable, a, a more likable team, this redemption story and the English team, they are so cocky and so arrogant. I shouldn't say the team, but the fans and the media in England, they are the absolute worst michelle i'm gonna make an analogy for you because i think it's spot on england their fans and the media in england think england is like the yankees or the or the cowboys of international soccer but in reality they haven't won anything they won the world cup in like 1966 and they haven't won shit since they haven't been to a final since then like they don't win anything they're not good they carry themselves with this unbelievably high you know, feeling of their of themselves. So it puts me off and I don't like it. So I am very much anti-England in this game. Obviously, so they, I'm an Italy fan, but still. So they are the Yankees and the Cowboys then who haven't won in a long time. Well, the Yankees at least have 27 rings. The Cowboys at least won a bunch of Super Bowls and have this history and whatnot. I mean, I know none of it recent. England hasn't won any. They won a World Cup in the 60s and that's it. That's it. Most people who saw that aren't, aren't alive anymore. I mean, I'm sorry. Their slogan, Michelle, is it's coming home, which also is incredibly disgusting and arrogant first off it's not your game soccer is the world's game i guess you could argue that it was invented in england which there are a lot of people who would dispute that i mean south america who knows i mean it's kicking a ball around with your feet i mean i don't know how complicated that is i'm sure people have been doing that for thousands of years without knowing it was they were playing soccer i've been uh, told football. st louis is the birthplace of soccer so there you go there you go who i mean <laughs> it very well could be who knows uh but this idea that it's coming home quote unquote which they keep saying Denmark's goalkeeper, who's Casper Spiker, who plays actually for Leicester City, your shout out to the Foxes. Shout he out. was like, has it ever even been home? Where does the slogan come from? And yeah, they lost over so and rags on him, but it's so right. So I don't know if you're a neutral and you're looking for a team to root for, root for Italy over England. I saw a sign that said it's coming home and someone crossed it out and said it's coming Rome. Coming to Rome. Let's coming go. Rome. Yeah, let's go. Or, yeah, Italy's actually won tournaments. They've won Euros. They've won World Cups. They have the prestige that England thinks they have. But I'm telling the English fan, the English media, they are, they have just this inflated sense of who they are. And it's, it's very off-putting. It's not the players because the players are really good. England is really freaking good. You could argue England probably behind France is the second most talented team in the world, but they're just not a likable team for me. So what are our chances, Steve? What are the Italian chances of winning this game? Because it almost seems like they're a team of destiny at this point. I really feel good about our chances, but I know it's going to be a tough task for the Italians to take down England. I don't want to be super optimistic because I'm usually a pessimistic fan when it comes to my teams, you know, Orlando magic. I always assume they're going to lose Roma Everton always assume they're going to lose 49ers. Same deal, but I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good because Italy, and this is so Italian. They just have this spirit about them. They are, you know, I know everyone's making like a fast and furious Vin Diesel joke now. Like it's family, it's family. This Italy team, they really do feel like family. Like one of their best players, Leonardo Spinazzola, who I think they're, they're they're really going to miss. He tore his Achilles in the game against Belgium. And he was a very important player. And 
there were all these videos of the team chanting his name and holding up his jersey. And then he, they, he came to the breakfast the next day and everyone gave, you know, gave him a hug. And it was just very, a very loving and great environment. And I'm not, not saying England isn't like that, but the camaraderie of this, of this Italian team is something actually very special. And I think it speaks to kind of Italian culture. Like it just is what it is. A lot of these guys are very, they're in touch with their feelings and they're very, very European. Whereas I think England is still more like stiff and they're kind of similar to America in that sense. So yeah. All right. Man for man, I would say England is the better team. But I think if we're talking about the collective whole, how they're playing right now and their style of play, I really like Italy's chances in this game because England, even though they're super talented, they play the worst brand of soccer football you can imagine. They just hope not to lose instead of trying to win where this Italian team is free flowing. They're moving the ball a lot. Um, it's high energy, high pace. And England is just slow, methodical. Let's not fuck anything up. And another reason why, if you're a neutral, Italy, when they play, they look better than England does, um, even though they don't necessarily have the best players. So I'll say Italy wins 2-1 and uh, it's coming to Rome. Uh, that's all I'll say. It's coming to Rome. It reminds me a little bit, as you were saying that, Steve, of the 2019 St. Louis Blues, who <laughs> they were in last place. They were as down as down could be. They galvanized together. Gloria was the rally cry and that camaraderie matters when you go on a ride and you have momentum and you're playing for something bigger than you, which obviously England is too. But when you have one of your teammates and your brothers go down like that to an injury, it becomes about something else. Mm -hmm. You you just take on a different layer and it does feel like Italy in their celebrations and, and what we've seen out of them that, they just have that to steal from the French, that je ne sais quoi, this yep. team. Looking to, both these teams are looking to prove something, obviously, because England hasn't, like I said, hasn't really won anything in any time recently. But this Italian team, they're young, they're hungry, and I don't think they're afraid. And they're coming off of playing Spain, which is probably the most annoying team in the world to play against because Spain just loves to keep the ball and pass it around and not really do anything with it. So it's really frustrating because you don't get a lot of chances to score or have the ball, and Italy likes to have the ball. I think they're going to have the ball a lot against England. They're going to be able to sort of dictate the way that they want to play. It'll be a good game, Sunday, 3 o'clock Eastern. I think our boy Taylor Twelman will be on the call. So, yeah, it'll be good. Awesome. Okay. Steve, we haven't done this in a while. I think we did it one time, but I wanted this week to bring back Am I the Asshole? Mm. I think we did it one time before. I had a scenario presented to me over the weekend, and I didn't know if the person was the asshole or not. And so I want to present it to you, and then I ripped two of them off Reddit, and I figured we could kick those around. Yeah, love this game. Okay. So a girl I know, she was out on a date with a guy. And it was their first date. They didn't really know one another very well. Having a good time. They went to a wine bar. This guy ran into some people he knew. They were sitting in a a group situation at a table. And one of the other guys at the table struck up a conversation with her, ended up asking her out on a date as well. Uh, She accepted. In front of the other guy? Not in front of him. He asked the next day. But okay, okay. she presented it to me. Am I an asshole for going on a date with someone that I met while on a date with someone else? <laughs> okay. A lot of questions. First off, yeah. how did the first guy, how did this girl and that guy meet? The first person? Yeah. I believe they met at a party. Met at a party. Then they went out. It they was just out. the two of them. They went on a date. They went on a date. Yes. They saw this other guy on the date. Yes. So they... From what I can tell you, they went on the date. It was the two of them. Then they went, I guess, to a bar afterwards or whatever. And he ran into some people that okay. he knew. And so they sat at a, like a big table. They weren't just sitting at a table for two clearly on a date. And this other guy was like, yo, what's up? Here's my number. 
Right. Band, think, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very and important so I, distinction. I think they started chatting there and then she saw guy number two the next night. Okay. And I think that's when he asked her out and okay. she was like, am I an asshole for going on a, a date? And my take on it was no, because it's not like you left your date to talk to this other guy. And also it's shot girl summer. So I feel like everything is fair game at this point, but as long as he didn't know that you were vibing with someone else, I didn't think it was a big deal, but your thoughts, Steve, is she an asshole for going on date number two? Do either of them know this girl is also dating the other one or is it totally anonymous? Well, I would assume guy number two knows because he saw her on a, on the first date, right? So he didn't care. He was just, he's just saying, I'm, I'm shooting my shot. I'm going to prove think. that I'm the better guy here. Okay. Or maybe okay. he was like, this doesn't seem super serious. I'm vibing with her. I'm going for it. So they clearly must not be that close. I don't think they're boys okay. or anything. I think they just kind of know one another. I just wanted all the details here because I feel like I need to make an assessment. But I would say oh, it's tough. I think I it's, I think it's up to the person who is, it's up to the girl. If someone else did that to her, would she be upset about it? If the answer is yes, then I think it's not great. And if it's no, she could live with it. Then I think it's totally fair game and don't worry about it. If I was the first guy and I didn't know that this girl was also dating someone else who I happened to know. And we also met the night that we were on a date. And then he asked her out the day after. I don't know if I'd be super pumped about that. But again, it's all up to her. If she finds, if she thinks it's okay and it's fair game and it's shot girl summer and she's just trying to be happy. And honestly, she's just trying to increase her chances of meeting somebody dope. Then I can't knock her for it. But I also would knock the guy number one for being pissed about it. So does that make sense? I think it's okay it if he's mad. But, you know, if he's mad, then maybe he's not the one anyways. Who cares? Clearly, I have a little bias here since I know the girl, but I told her if you were on a dating app, you'd be meeting and talking to multiple guys and meeting guys on multiple That's dates. Fair. And these guys, if they're single, are likely on dating apps and likely meeting and talking and dating other girls, especially during the summer. So I go, you don't know what this other guy is doing. He could be dating many girls. So I told her that I did not think she was an asshole for doing that. But I also knew that you as a guy might have a different perspective. Last thing on this, how long is it acceptable to string it out that way? How long is it acceptable to date both people? Oh, that's a good question. That I don't know, because I think it probably takes a couple of dates to determine if you vibe with one or the other. And maybe, maybe you vibe with both of them. What if she vibes with both of them? That's well, tough. But I mean, I guess like that's a any- rom-com waiting to happen. But yeah. yeah, I guess that's any scenario. You know what I did say though, is that she needs to make sure that she doesn't go to places where she could run into guy number one. Yeah, that. I feel for guy number one the most. Guy number two seems like he just saw an opportunity and was like, fuck it, shoot my shot, which, okay, do you. Guy number one, I think is definitely in the dark a lot more and they're <laughs> gonna need to avoid that person. I told her, I go, don't go out near where he lives. Go to the yeah. other part of town. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So I think, well, I think that's fair. I mean, tell us if we're wrong again, I think at some point you're going to be drawn to one person or the other. So this girl has to decide at some point I'm more attracted to this person versus the other person. And that could be a week, two weeks, a month, but make that decision and then, and then have that be final. I think that that's fair. I think that's totally fair. Okay. So I pulled two from Reddit and by the way, great Twitter follow is the am I the asshole Reddit Twitter follow. Actually, let me pull that up and give it a plug since I'm going to be paraphrasing these from that. It's at AITA underscore Reddit, AITA underscore Reddit. Or you could just go to reddit.com, which is what I did. 
Okay, Steve, is this person the asshole? I'm going to make these shorter because some of these are very long. This person is at a dinner with his family. He is telling a story. And as he's getting into the meat of the story, his aunt cuts him off and interjects into the story, asks a question, and then deviates it to herself. When she was done, I got up. I said, nothing, never mind. I'm done eating and left the table. Later, this person's dad lectured him saying it's rude to get halfway through a story and then not finish it. The guy said he thinks it's rude when people interrupt because they think they're more important. The dad said the interruption wasn't done intentionally and he should let it go. He says, I feel like I did let it go, but if I have to give a speech during family functions, I'd rather do it all at once. Am I the asshole for not continuing my story after my aunt interrupted me? Maybe, but I would do the same thing that guy did. I don't like when people interrupt me. I think it's extremely rude. And I think sometimes there's aunt energy where they're at the family party and they want to be known and they want to interject into different things. Uh, We all kind of have different aunts and uncles that are like that. That would annoy the shit out of me. And I'd probably be pissed off too. So I don't think he's the, even if his family perceives him as the asshole, clearly his dad does. I don't, I would be like, fuck you guys. And I'm not telling my story then too bad. You couldn't behave yourself for like five minutes when I'm telling a story. Everyone shut the hell up. I have the floor for two seconds telling a story. Be quiet. I also think if the aunt did it this time, she's probably a repeat offender. Definitely. Great. And sometimes with bad behavior, the only way to get someone to acknowledge that they have bad behavior and hopefully alter it is by making a scene and making a point. And if this person was in the middle of the story and his aunt interrupted him and she does this all the time, I don't blame him for taking a stand and saying, this is rude because clearly she then is the focus of the family function. And maybe the next time one of her family members tells a story or one of her friends or somebody she works with, she will think twice before interrupting them. Also, I think it's kind of weird that the dad was that interested in him finishing the story. If the guy didn't want to finish the story, I'd be like, all right, I don't really care. We're moving on. I mean, even if I was rude and interrupted them, be like, all right, cool, cool, dude, just do your own thing. They really wanted him to finish that story. I've never, that just seems odd to me. Like, no, you finished this story. Well, maybe he was trying to diffuse the situation and think that the guy finished the story that it would blow over with the aunt at the family function. Maybe. I do think there is a very clear, some people are just loud and they're going to talk over other people. And those are kind of my least favorite people. And sometimes they need to be put in their place. So I have no problem with this guy doing what he did. Those people see if are called Italians. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I know that's kind of like a dog eat dog thing though. You just have to talk louder in an Italian household to, to get attention. And I was never like that. I just kind of sat back and was quiet because I was like, I don't really feel like competing for attention at this house right now. So I'm going to do me, go upstairs, hang out, listen to some music. Yeah, I would wait until everyone was eating and that's when I would make my move to tell my go. story. <laughs> okay, next one, final one. So again, this is from Am I the Asshole Reddit. So I'm just going to read this one because it's shorter. So last night, my fiance was drinking. No big deal, right? Well, he got pretty smashed. And before he got into bed, I told him to go to the bathroom. And if he peed the bed, he'd have to buy me a new one. I got to sleep at about 4 a.m. and was awoken by getting sprinkled on. I'm obviously not happy. It's now 5.29 a.m. and he's mad at me because I'm yelling at him. I moved into the bathroom. I gave him a towel. I changed my pajamas and my pillowcase. Luckily, it didn't go through the mattress. And then cleaned up the pee off the toilet and the floor. My boyfriend is mad at me because I embarrassed him by calling him out for peeing the bed and peeing on me. He says he would never do that to me if the situation was reversed. And I'm like, it's your choice to drink that much. And I warned you, am I the asshole for getting mad and making him feel embarrassed for peeing on me because he got too drunk? No, fuck that. 
<laughs> you warned him for this exact reason. You were trying to get ahead of the situation. He ignored your advice. If he did this, you know, if he had a couple pops, went to bed and peed the bed and you berated him, that's kind of a bummer move. But because you said this is going to happen, please don't do this and gave him steps to figure out how not to do it. He ignored all of them and then did it anyway and peed on you. Then you have every right to be like, what the fuck, dude, and be super pissed off. So, no, I don't think you're the asshole at all. Sometimes you got to do some tough luck. Unfortunately, if this guy's not going to listen to you, then you got to be a dick about it and you got to be an asshole. So I have no problem with what she did. Also, I echo everything that you say. I stand by everything that you just said. It's not like she called him out in front of his friends at brunch. That's true. Yeah, in she didn't the like privacy blast of off their a group text. And this is clear manipulation, okay? This is someone who is the offender trying to turn it around and make her feel guilty when she's the one that woke up in the middle of the night and was getting peed on and had to clean it up. She's the one that should be mad, but he knows he's in the wrong. So he's trying to manipulate the situation mm -hmm. to make her feel badly. I don't think she's the asshole. I think he's a double asshole. Do people, do adults pee the bed when they drink? Is that a thing? I've never done that. I think clearly some do if this is a That's story. A I mean, people did it in college, right? I'm sure if you I were- never, a, some, I never did. I, don't I never did either, but I knew people who did it. And I'm sure if you- Really? Oh yeah, dude. You never knew anyone that peed the bed in college? I mean, I've heard about it, but I don't think I've ever- I, like, I don't have any. an exact, I don't have an example of someone who peed the bed. I've just heard stories about it, but- that's wild. So just when you drink, you just lose control of your of your bowels, I guess. Yeah, you you're so drunk, you, you don't realize is what's happening. You're just like, I gotta go. And so I had a, a bed. I had a friend in college who uh, who got super drunk and came home from the bar and opened up my roommate's drawer, thinking it was the toilet seat, and pissed in his clothes drawer. Uh, <sighs> which was a problem. <laughs> yeah, that did not go over what super well. What happened? Did they get in a fight? Uh, I mean, the guy felt really bad about it and kind of, he said everything and did everything you possibly could, but I, there's really nothing that's going to solve that. I would just be, you're, you're allowed to be pissed off if that happens to you. So it ended up kind of blowing over. I think it was just a bunch of t-shirts and stuff. So you just wash them. But yeah, the guy peed in his drawer thinking it was the toilet. That is brutal. Not great. Not great. Brutal. College is sick. Yeah, college. Remember we had a 10,000 frogs thing, I think, where a guy peed the bed. And then remember he he said it was her fault or tried oh, to blame yeah, it on her? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's remember right. that? He tried that's to blame right. it the on old, her. The old, it's not me, it's you. That's a, that's a bold <laughs> move. Respect. The old, no, it's only on the front of my pants because I rolled over into it. This wasn't your fault. I kind of respect that. That's a hard move. I respect that. But no, this she should not feel bad whatsoever for that. And this guy, grow, grow up, dude. Grow up. Stop peeing the bed. Figure it out. Be an adult. And she warned you before. Yep. So clearly, again, Nobody blame yourself. again, same thing as the aunt who's the interrupter. You don't just say that casually. I would never just say to someone who has never had a history of peeing the bed when they get drunk, don't pee the bed tonight or else you're going to have to buy me a new yeah, you're one. you're an embarrassment. This has happened before. If that's a prerequisite for him to go out is to not get so drunk that he pees the bed. Mm -hmm. So clearly you have an issue. Either stop getting so wasted or go to bed wearing depends. One or the other. Wow, imagine depends. That's, that's a bummer. God. But you know yeah. what I'm saying? If that's an issue, find a solution. Either don't get so drunk. Instead of having 12 beers, maybe have seven. And Some if even, can't do that, you know? even after seven, Bud Light, they go down smooth. Yes, they do. It's the best beer in the country. Even if you pee after seven, 
Just go to bed wearing Depends. You're there with your girlfriend. She knows you have an issue. She's not going to judge you for wearing Depends. If anything, I think she might appreciate it because she's not waking up in the middle of the night having to clean up pee. That reminds me of, I could relate to this, I guess. I remember one time I went to a party and I was way more drunk than I thought I was, came home and I think I puked and Maddie had to not only clean a lot of it up, but also nurse, I guess, you know, what take care of me and tend to you. Yeah. Tend to me, I guess. And, and sort of keep my head up and give me a pillow, maybe to lay down in the bathroom. This happened Sweet. a long time ago. This is early on in our, in our dating situation. And I was so embarrassed about it that I was probably rude. Be like, get out of here. I don't need your help. You know? And you're like, actually you do. Cause you're looking to fucking hit your head on the, on the toilet seat and crack your skull open. Uh, you and you're, also, and you're also covered in puke. So maybe yeah. you do need my help. But at that point, you're so embarrassed that you just you just kind of deflect and you're like, get the hell out of here. I don't need you. And that's what this reminds me of. This is probably what happened. But again, Maddie didn't warn me about puking or getting drunk that night. This guy literally had a roadmap of how not to do this. So it's a little bit different. You know what my thing was, is I would wake up with like a sub sandwich in bed or like a, a full bag of sun chips. <laughs> you're, get... you're a big uh, drunk eater. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, Saturate God. the stuff. Yeah, Still soak up am. all those toxins with some food. You give me two glasses of wine. I'm like, can we get pizza? What's up? Oh, it's yeah. like, that's the oh, first yeah. thing that happens in my brain. Anytime I have alcohol is like, what snacks are available? Yep. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the same way. Domino's straight to the face almost yeah. every time in, co- in college when we get drunk. I think about that when I think about college. And I also think about the amount of soda that I drank in both of the, I don't know how I'm, I'm okay. How am I healthy right now? I mean, I'm not, I'm probably not healthy. I'm, I'm really not, but I don't even, how am I not less healthy than I am, I guess, right now? Because the amount of things that you eat and drink in college, you look back and you go, I don't have diabetes right now. This doesn't make any sense. Well, think about all the alcohol we consumed. It's unbelievable that we're okay. Yeah. Anyway, but I don't think either one of these people is the, I don't think any of the three were, were assholes. So maybe I, know, I think that's our personalities. I think that's just us. Do you think we're too lenient? I think, no, I think we're too tough. I think most of these people are dealing with other people that are soft. And too sensitive. Whereas I don't think you and I are like that. I think you and I are Italians. We're kind of hard nosed. We're just like, you know, fucking get over it, deal with it. And I think uh, it probably doesn't lend itself to being sympathetic towards the people. um, Oh, no, it it would lend us towards, you know, being sympathetic for the people on Ask the Asshole. So I think that's just our nature. I think if we did 100 of these, 90 of them, we probably would be like, nah, you're not an asshole, even though maybe the average population would be 50 50. Yeah. I can imagine a lot of my friends, especially here in the Midwest, being like, no, I mean, I, I'm on your side. That happens. Mm-hmm. People pay the bed sometimes. But I can tell you, none of my girlfriends would be cool with that because that's a process too. It's not only like I'm getting woken up in the middle of the night, A. B, there's pee in my bed. C, you're fully awake after that and you have to strip the sheets and tend to the drunk person. That's four bad things at once. All of them sucks, but- it's the fact that I gave you instructions on how not to let this happen and you still let it happen. That's the thing. I don't, I don't care about cleaning it up. If I had to do something, you know, you give someone a, a task at work and you give them instructions and like, here's how you do this. And then they don't do it that way and fuck up and it screws something else up. I'm going to be more mad than if they just fuck it up because they tried on their own. And that's yeah. what I think this situation is. He got a roadmap of how not to do this and he still ignored it. And I, again, she has the right to be pissed off. I don't care what he says. Isn't it funny what you learn about people once you get in a relationship with them? In the beginning, it's all dates and flirty texts. And you think, 
he or she is so smart. They're so funny. They're successful. They're very kind. Oh my gosh, look at the charity work they do. And then you get like seven, eight months in and you're like, oh, but he's the dude that gets drunk and pisses the bed. That's his thing. Isn't it funny what you learn about people once you get in there, once you actually burrow in and peel back some of the layers? Because everybody has their thing. Everybody's weird on some level. It's just, what are you willing to tolerate? Does the weirdness supersede everything else? Yeah, I think if I was to say what my thing was, you know, for Maddie, I could be moody. I could be moody. You but see, she knows I'm that. Shocked. I know, I'm but shocked. she knows that, and she's okay. Which I don't know if she's okay with it, but it, she has <laughs> she has determined that it is, is not a deal breaker, which is great. But I admit that I'm moody. You know, sometimes I get moody. I get annoyed. Shit just pisses me. Off. You know, I, I carry things. Things piss me off, and then it'll it'll carry over into something else, part of my life. So that happens. I don't know. It is what it is. And I don't know when that poked its head out, but it definitely is a thing. Obviously, now that we've been married for almost three years and been together for you know what over seven. So I, yeah, I, I, everybody has something. You're right. It's just whether or not that's a that's a deal breaker or not. Yeah, I don't think being moody, Steve, is going to be worse than someone that pees the bed. Would or, you rather a moody person or someone who consistently pee the bed, though? I yeah. feel like I don't, I don't know. I would deal with the moods because if you were in a shitty mood, Steve, I'd be like, peace, I'm going to get my nails done or something. Yeah, that's what she like, does, which actually kind of works out well. She's yeah. like, all right, I'm not dealing with you right now. So you can just stew by yourself. That's whenever I deal with moody people, I'm like, this is a you thing. Go ahead, work yep. through it, stew in it. When the clouds have passed, hit me up. What is your, what is your thing that if you were dating someone for like seven months that this would come out and they'd be like, what the hell? I thought Michelle was so sweet. What is happening right now? Uh, I don't think it's like lack of sweetness. You know what? I think my weird thing is, um, and you can tell me if this is weird or not. I sing a lot and I have a terrible voice and I sing (laughs) a lot. And it's not just, I'm singing songs on the radio or I'm singing in the shower. I'll be taking my dog out and make up a song about the dog. And you just make up a song. Wow. That's actually pretty cool. I see that. I don't think that's a deal. That's not, that's not something get annoying. They can get annoying. Trust me. Trust me. Uh, Cause at some point you're like, your voice sucks. And yeah, maybe stops. Yeah, yeah. You try, yeah. but you know, it's cute at first, but then you're like, okay, like, what <laughs> can we chill out with the rendition of making everything into a, a musical? Yeah, uh, I still don't think that's that. It might be an, a little bit annoying. I don't think it's, it's not to the level of, of what that guy is or even being moody. I don't know. There's probably something else. I don't, there's got to be something else. But anyway, I we'll mean, God, I'm sure. I can't even imagine how weird I am. And I'm usually pretty. Everyone's weird, though. Like there's it. weird quirks. Whenever you are living with someone for, and, and even when you move in together, like you're, everyone's going to be cordial and nice and try to be cool about it and then at some point as the year the the month the years go by slowly things start coming out and they kind of snowball and all of a sudden you are the person that you are and then you just deal with and you figure out whether or not you want to actually be with that person anymore so a long way of saying everyone has their shit and you know you just kind of have to deal with it okay i just thought of another one for me that i've been told is annoying we obviously work in sports. We have to watch games every night. I don't yep. like to talk while I watch games. That's when I'm doing my research online and putting together my notes for the show. And I can chat or whatever, but I don't like to be fully distracted while I'm watching games. So that's a good three, sometimes four hours of the night mm-hmm. where I'm not present and or engaged at all. I could see that being a bummer for some guys, especially it's- some needy guys. Some guys would take that as they couldn't handle it. They would be like, what's just, you not like me? What's going on? Am I not good it's enough? Oh my God. And that can get in their tough. head. Cause guys get in their head a lot. I think sometimes even more than girls do. And I can see dudes being like, what am I doing wrong? This was just, she's just shutting me out. What's going on? Like I, I'm trying to watch the Cardinals game. I asked her a question. She didn't want to answer me back. What's happening. And I don't, I don't want to talk about sports either with people that I date. I yep. think it's, such I don't a blame off. you. I don't, I don't blame you one bit, but I can so, see but guys we're watching the game. 
we're watching the game. But we don't want to talk about it. We're not but talking we don't want to talk about it. About it. I yeah, don't we're not talk talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually get that. I wouldn't even be mad. I'm like that, but with eating. I don't like to talk when I'm eating ever. So what if do I'm you having do a meal, like I'm eating my meal. Nope. I'm really interested in my meal and finishing it, enjoying it. I don't really want to have a conversation while I'm eating, which is why I never really like dates. So hold on. Two follow-up questions here. Are you a fast eater? Is this something I'm no. going to plow through it? Don't talk to me. No, I'm actually a slow eater, fight. which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. So when you're on a date, and obviously you're married. So let's go back to prior to dating Maddie or early in your relationship with Maddie. You would take a girl out to dinner. You would be eating and you would not want to talk while you're Well, eating. no. Well, no. I would fake talking during the meal, even though I would hate it. And then that's one of those things where after like six months, I would just be like, actually, I don't really want to talk while we're eating. So can you be quiet? <laughs> yeah. God. Everyone's not their true self. I would, you put an act on for the first couple of months because you don't <laughs> want to seem like a weirdo. And then your weird tendencies come out, like me not wanting to talk while eating. And then again, that's just, they decide whether or not that's a deal breaker or not. But no, I like to, I like to put the TV on. I like to eat. And then I like to watch and, and I watch it in silence and I enjoy my meal. And then when I'm done with my meal, we could talk, but I don't even really drink. I'm also a very separate drink versus eat guy. I will either eat or drink. I don't really do it uh, both at the same time. Are you talking any beverage or alcohol? Any specific? beverage, rarely. Like I'll finish my food and then I'll drink my beverage. Yep. Well, what if you're eating something bread-based and it's a little dry? I'll take a sip of water, but yeah. uh, no, if I get my meal in front of me, say I get like a steak, potatoes, a green, right. I'm finishing that. And then I'm, and then I'm drinking my drink. I might take a couple sips of water in there, but that's about it. But I see, know it's a, it's a weird quirk. I get it. But that doesn't affect the other person. That's just, no, no. Way. I'm just pointing that out. I have weird eating tendencies. Uh, I kind of get yeah. in the zone. I really like to enjoy and be in the moment. I like you really food. just want to savor <laughs> the meal. I like food. I, yeah. Dracula. I didn't know we talking about this the other day. We made mac and cheese and uh barbecue kielbasa for the 4th of July. Ooh, yeah. And I'm like, who are the people that just don't enjoy food? It was such a good 4th of July meal. I was, we had leftovers. It was amazing. And I'm sitting here going, I was in the zone. I didn't, again, I didn't, I wouldn't talk to anybody. I was enjoying my mac and cheese, hanging out. I did that two days in a row. And there are some people that just don't really give a shit about food. They just eat whatever's in front of them. I remember this one guy, he said that if he could take an IV of all the nutrients and not have to eat every day, he would do that instead. I'm like, are you a fucking psychopath? What are you talking about? Yeah, what a good a pizza, life. some pasta, a sandwich. Maybe if you're in the rush every once in a while to take an IV, but I like to enjoy my food experience. It's an experience. You know, what just came to my mind, Steve, is that every day for almost two years, we ate lunch together and I made you talk through the whole meal. So you probably hated that. I know, but I didn't really, I remember that. And I remember not talking a ton. <laughs> I was, I think I let you do most of the chatting, which is fun. Maybe I didn't notice it at the time, but it wasn't just me. It was Bubba. We had, yeah, there know, was a crew we had a there. whole lunch crew. So yeah, maybe you were quiet during... Uh, what do we call it? 11 a.m. Remember we have the lunch name? It's 11 a.m. lunch, yeah. 11 a.m. lunch. And oh, let's go. I miss that. I miss I Taco Thursday, getting a big salad. And that was so cool because, not to go on a tangent here, but I miss that because you had this great camaraderie with not only our show, but other people that we worked with that were off at the same time. And I don't have that now because I work on a morning show. So by the time I actually go to eat a meal, I don't eat with anybody that I work with. I'm eating at home, making up songs that I'm singing. And I do Sick. miss that. I know. So weird. I do miss that because it was very fun every day to have that crew that you would sit with and chat and know that 11 a.m. Here's the open invite. Whoever can make it can make it. Yeah. So one thing about working from home that is kind of a bummer is you don't get to shoot the shit with your coworkers like you ordinarily would if you're in an office setting. And Listen, there are perks of both, but that's one of the things that I definitely miss the most. In fact, 
a lot of times if I'm working at home, I just don't eat. Sometimes I'll just forget and I'll just be like, oh, it's like four o'clock and I haven't had lunch yet. What the hell is yeah, going on? Right. It happens to me all the time. I intermittent fast by accident. Hey, that's good. It's supposed to be good for your health, right? Um, okay, Steve, well, let's wrap this up. Let's get to a review. I love this one. Again, short but sweet. It's from DMB in the DMV, 9875. It says Sir Rudy as the title, S-A-R-R-O-T-I. Five stars. And then in all caps, it says DMB rules with a Z. And that's it. As you can see, Steve, that's the only part of the review is DMB rules with a Z. That's it. So he trolled me twice by calling me Sir Rudy and spelling it. How did he spell it again? R-O-S-I-R, capital S-I-R, space, capital R-O-O-T-I. And this is the second time I've seen your name spelled like that because my friend Chris said sir rudy like that and this is not his handle no but. well this is clearly a troll job and uh quote <laughs> lucille from uh, rest of development i hear it and i won't respond to it <laughs> <laughs> i just love that this is something that you are going to have to be the meme of john snow pulling the sword while the army comes at you you're going to be the solo oh, the ants marching crew comes at me yeah, yeah while, while dmv nation i don't know if that's what you call i'm them. happy to die on that hill i'm happy to die on it they're going to come at you forever. This could be 20 years from now. We could be doing episode 1000 of Small Talk. And I bet somebody's going to be like, remember when Sarudi hated DMB? Yes. Yes, I do. So again, not worth a response from me. So <laughs> okay. thanks for the troll. Appreciate you listening. Well, thanks for the five stars. Appreciate, yeah, appreciate that. it. Thanks to everyone for listening. Steve and I will be back in action next week. But until then, DMB does rule. It's coming to Rome. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.